All right, everybody, welcome to episode 12 of State of Obscurity. Um, you know, like always, it's me, Big Chile, in here and with me. It's your boy, Sticky. What's good, everybody? How y'all doing? How you doing, Chile? Uh, I'm doing good, bro. Just, you know, trying to live life, I guess. Yeah. Hell yeah. How about you, man? Same, you know, same old, working, and I'm just trying to make it, man. Just trying to make it to another day. Yeah, that's right. Um, so we got a little bit of a. I mean, I know every time I always say it, it's going to be a controversial topic. Um, so maybe it's not that controversial, but it's a little, it's a little tricky for us. So I kind of wanted to talk about um, like uh, toxic relationship, toxic people. Toxic workplaces? Yeah, there's toxic workplaces too, you know, toxic situations. And, you know, I just wanted to see what, like, what experiences you've had and maybe how you've dealt with it sometimes or, uh, you know, what, what, just in general, how you deal with toxicity in your life. Okay. Um, man, I'm gonna just start by, I don't even know, man, I deal with, it's hard for me to deal with just toxicity, because I'm just, I just don't know how to deal with, it's hard for me to just deal with my emotions in general, so if something, if somebody's making me feel a certain way, yeah, it's just hard sometimes for me to process how to react to it right then and there, and so... Like, there's a lot of times I feel like people take advantage. Well, I, not now, but back in the day, like in school or just in other workplaces where I used to work at, like car dealerships, I would get taken advantage of a lot because yeah. I didn't know, like, I didn't know how to just, I didn't want to be say a dick no. to people. Yeah, it's hard. It was, it, it was hard for me to say no once upon a time. I didn't want, like, it was hard for me to just be a complete asshole to people. Yeah. Why do, so, you, why do you think, why do you think it was hard for you to say no? Well, because I just put myself in the other person's position a lot. I, I tend to give people the benefit of a, the doubt a lot. Yeah. And I put myself in their position. And I'm like, well, if it was me, I would want somebody to help me out or say, you know, if I needed a favor, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want them to do that favor for me. So I always, I just would always put myself in somebody else's position. But um, I'm going to give an example, bro. Like I used to work at a Dodge dealership and yeah. a car wash. And... There will be a lot of times where nobody didn't want to work the holidays or work on a Saturday. And I would be the person to be like, you know what, whatever, I'll do it. Because maybe one day I'll need that day off and somebody will have my back for it. But yeah, it was just, it's a bunch of times where I would take, I would say, hey, I worked this, um, this holiday, like Memorial Day. And yeah. I would be the, there would be, there was supposed to be somebody there with me to come and close, but that person would end up calling in and be like, oh, well, my family this, or I had a flat tire or something. They would make some type of excuse where they couldn't come in to work. And I would have to be there basically open and close, working double shift. And, I mean, I'd be heated because I'm like, man, I'm never doing this shit again. I shouldn't do this. And then <laughs> my dumb ass right there in that same position, like, well, maybe my job, maybe they will, like, my manager will see that I'm the only person that does this. And it just goes, it honestly, it just goes unnoticed, bro. Like, for me, that's the toxic workplace for me. It's just shit where bosses don't notice you working hard or just going out of your way oh, to do something yeah. for them. 
So it was just hard for me to say no a lot to shit like that, bro. But eventually it came to a point where they was like, I stopped just letting them take advantage of me. And I was, they would ask me, Hey, can you close or could you do this? Or could you work for this person? And I'd be like, no, yeah. no I can't do that. No. And I, I mean, it would make me feel better. Cause I'm like, I did that. I said, no, I, <laughs> I went, I can go on by my day and I don't give a fuck how they felt. Like whatever. Remember that time I did all this shit and y'all didn't do nothing for me. That's how I would feel about it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, man, that's just for, I mean, I don't know for to- like toxic workplaces, man. I um I worked in a I worked in a factory like we used to sort vegetables and fruits and shit. It's like a big ass freezer. This yeah. job sucked, bro. It's like a twelve hour job. I worked twelve at noon to like twelve midnight, or sometimes like three in the morning Damn. until we're done doing the shit. Pretty much until we're done sorting, we're in there all night, all day. But this job was just trash, bro. We get fifteen minute lunch break and. I don't know, man. There's just something about jobs like that where I just, I feel like that's that's toxic, man, because they don't give you no break. They're like, hey, you just do, like, you're a slave. You just, you're working here, and if you, if you stop working, we're going to kick you out. We're going to see you home. We're not going to, you're not going to get um, the rest of your pay today. Oh, so, yeah, that's toxic know, for man. sure. It just fucked up shit like that. It's like, oh, you can't, like, don't get on your phone for no reason. It's like, dude, what if I have an f- emergency or something? I don't know. I just hate jobs like this. Like, you don't look at your phone. Don't do yeah. this. Don't do that. They try to set so many rules to just make it seem like you're a slave to the company. And I get it. They want you to work productively, but I don't know, man. Sometimes I I'm I'm gonna look at my phone, bro. I'm gonna check my phone just to it's just force a habit these days. I think uh, I honestly think is is workplaces have gotten better with that. The more the phones, you know, become uh basically part of a everyday life, right. the more that the, it seems like they're allowing uh the usage of phone obviously they don't want you to use it like all day while you're there but right 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 i've i've noticed that they they've kind um loosened up with those laws where they you could have it in your pocket you pull it out you check it they really won't trip but no yeah i mean definitely a toxic workplace is probably one of the main uh issues for a lot of people i would think more so, I mean, it's probably top two. I think the top one toxic situation that people get themselves into is toxic relationships. But toxic workplaces definitely up there. Uh, there's plenty of fucking toxic workplaces where, again, like you said, you just don't feel like you're being noticed. and Or appreciated, bro. You could be at a job yeah. for three years, busting your ass, and it's like... They don't see shit that you're doing. That's how I felt, at least, working at Dodge, bro. I was there. I, I was a porter. I bust my ass as a porter. But, hey, guess what? One of the advisors, they crossed the line, and he was talking to me like I was trash. He was like, he was just like, hey, I, go do this shit right now. Like, get this car off the drive right now. And he was just like, hey, I need you. I told you to do this. And why? he was just talking to me like I was like a child, bro. And that, it just really rubbed me the wrong way. And I just straight up, and customers there and everything. And I was like, dude, look. There's five of y'all here. I'm doing yeah. the best that I can to help all of y'all. You're not the only one here. If you need something done, take your ass out there and do it your fucking self. Yeah, I think you hit a good point. Um, I mean, anybody that's listening and they're in like a toxic workplace, I think one of the most important things is to just speak up and say, "Hey, hold on. You know, I know, I know you're my, you're my um." You're above me, you're superior or whatever. Me, but that, yeah. that doesn't 
that still doesn't give you the right to disrespect or to come at me in, in a way. If you want me to do something, mm-hmm. you have to ask or you have Just, to... Talk to me like a fucking person, bro. I'm not your yeah. child. So, yeah, I mean, I think this that is a good point. Speaking up and just speaking your mind definitely a lot of the times relieves you of a lot of stress. And like you say, you feel better when you finally do speak up. You know, I know I know I'm usually not confrontational, so I don't really like and it's not that I, I allow myself to get stepped over. But sometimes I brush shit off just to keep everything Copesthetic, yeah, I got you. Copesthetic, so, but there's definitely the situations where speaking up is needed, and um, I mean, and that's why I like things like uh, the HR department exist. But honestly, when you mm. take that route, I feel like that's not that it's extreme, but I feel like the first um, to kind of help you, I better the first initiative should be to talk to the person you're having a problem with. That way, you could kind of gauge where they're at, you know. Because sometimes, most of the time, people will respect you for it. But if you have a person that's just, you know, a toxic person, they won't care what you said. And then that's where, when you see that, that's where you can bring it up in HR. You could tell them, like, hey, you know what? I, I tried talking to the person, but they just don't seem to care. You know, that's kind of where you you make it a bigger issue, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I, I wish you would have told me that years ago because I didn't. That's what I'm trying to say. Don't do it the way I did it, though, because I, I did it in front of customers, my manager. I cussed <laughs> this dude out because I'm like, bro, you're not going to fucking talk to me that way. Like, I don't give a fuck what you need. Like, I'm not you can't just make me go do something instantly for you. I got five other people I'm doing shit for. There's only one person here. And my, I got talked to him, like my manager. I was emotional. I mean, I wasn't crying or nothing, but I was just fucking like, yeah, yeah, manager yeah, can see, I was like flustered. I was fucking pissed yeah. off. And he told yeah, me straight he, up, he was just like, go home or he was just like, go home, like, go cool off. Yeah. And so I went home. But the next day I came back, they fucking sent me to the watch. They saw that bitch. I feel like they didn't demote me because he gave me a raise. Uh-huh. But he did send me back to the watch, which is like, I feel like it was below what I was doing already. But uh-huh. I'm like, fuck it. I got a promotion to do a little less work. But getting yeah, back yeah. to the watch, once I got to the watch, I realized it wasn't less work. It was just bullshit work. <laughs> And that was that being in the wash was more toxic than being in the front because oh. it was just bullshit. I had a manager with his husband that worked there. And I'm like, bro, this, oh. this just don't feel right. It was like the nepotism was there and the husband didn't have to do shit. And where he's the the manager, he's making everybody else like work hard as fuck and getting mad and having these meetings because he's like, oh, well, we're not productive back here. And we're getting complaints from the manager in the front. And it's like, I don't know. Just shit like that's toxic to me. That's just a toxic workplace, bro. And yeah. so eventually... I'm not even going to say, I didn't even quit that job, but I just, the job, they wanted to replace us for what, because it was cheaper, so they got rid of us, but oh, yeah, yeah. I'm glad that happened, because I would have, my dumb ass, knowing me, I probably would have still been there <laughs> trying to get, <laughs> trying to it? figure out, trying to figure out how to get back into the shop, but the job is still toxic, because I talked to people that work there, and they sound like they're kind of miserable there, but I don't know, there is, I guess it's just the management, sometimes the management is just yeah. bad in certain places. No, that's for sure. But uh, I'm glad that you're out of there because that type of shit, the toxic workplace, that toxicity sometimes leaves with you Uh and it makes you become a toxic person outside of work because you're so frustrated with what's going on. 
It did, bro. I would come home angry. I would come home all upset. And me and my, I mean, sometimes I would get into it with my fiance because I was upset that shit that happened at work. And it's like, that's not fair to her for me to come home and fucking take all my anger out on her. And she didn't even do shit. She had nothing to do with that shit. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, bro. That's 100%, man. I I had a job like that too. Um, Not the car wash. You were talking about the little fruit uh, warehouse job. Uh I, I had a job like that too. And um, it wasn't really too toxic until the end, right before I quit. Um, they moved me to this lady. Like, I, I was trying to work. I was trying to get it. I wasn't getting paid that much, but I was just trying. I was young. And I was trying to just, you know, just work, basically. I didn't have nothing else to do. And uh, like you said, we work 12 hours. Sometimes it would be 15, 16 hours. But I always tried to stay uh and i got real cool with the um i guess he was like a supervisor i wouldn't know what to call him but he was he was uh, almost like the top dog there and i got real cool with him where i would ask him hey you know what can i stay let me help these other people out and he was like oh yeah yeah that's cool i they ended up moving me to another line where there's this other lady that owned it not owned it, but she she was running the line, and um, she was a little different. That I I didn't have to deal with her because I was on the packing side, and she was on the inside. Uh, but you know she she's she was still over me. I'll have to listen to her, but I was on the out on the they called it the 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 hot side or something because. I mean, it's not that it was hot, but it was, like you said, it was like a whole freezer. The side that she was on, it was like, you know, cold to keep the fruit, you know, at a certain temperature. The side was, I was on, it was just a little a little cold just, you know, because everything was packaged and boxed already. So um, I'm doing that, and uh, she, would, she would just throw everything at me. Uh, as in, like, you know, all the product that I had to package, she would just throw it all at once, just me by myself. But I didn't really care. I would just do what I can and uh, get it out. But there was one day where the the day I quit where I didn't go to lunch because she just threw a whole bunch of uh, a bunch of fruit at me. And I was sitting there, and lunch was only 30 minutes, so I was sitting there the whole time. And I didn't know they had left, but I was sitting there the whole time putting the packages in and putting them on the pallets and getting them ready. And they come back and they start throwing the stuff. So when I seen they come back, I told her, okay, now it's my turn. And then she looks at me and she's like, you didn't go to lunch? I was like, no, because I was doing all the stuff that you threw. She's like, well, then you missed it. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, let me just throw you a couple more things and then you can go to lunch. So I was like, all right. So she throws a couple more things, but an hour and a half passes by. And I tell her, hey, can you send somebody out here? You send one more person because I need to go to lunch. And she's like, okay. She sends this dude out there, and he seems like he's mad at me just because I'm trying to go to lunch. And he's like, hey, wait, hold on. Right before you go, I need you to help me because she started throwing some stuff. And I'm like, I just look at him. I'm like, dude, I'm going to lunch. So I clocked out and um, I went into my car and I was just like, I'm quitting. I'm not going back. So I just I just left. I quit because it was just unnecessary. And 
the pay wasn't that good anyway. And I was just like, man, this is this is pointless for me to be here. I could be doing something better. Bro, yes. <laughs> That's a good feeling too, honestly. And I mean, it's, it may <laughs> suck at the time, but yeah, just does. quitting, walking out of a fucking toxic-ass job, it just feels so <laughs> fucking good sometimes. Man. I, I did the same thing with that freezer job, bro. This is one day I just what left. I told my fiance come pick me up, and I just never went back. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna just look for something else tomorrow. Fuck it, I'm not doing this yeah. shit no more. I had yeah, to, bro sure. working at that job. Like I was gonna ask you, what do you think is the most, like, the most toxic thing in the workplace? You think? Do you think lazy coworkers could be part of that, or is that just a whole um, separate thing? Honestly, I think I feel like the most toxic thing is what you said. Uh, earlier where there's a husband or there's oh, a nepotism the yeah bro that's the fucking that's, worst I, I i i don't like it i mean i'm not saying that I, I wouldn't do it but i mean i would have like a relationship but when it gets to the point where they're like um where like you said nepotism it's just that's when it gets annoying to me and i'm like come on I get it, y'all. Y'all are dating your husband and wife, but come on, be fair. Like work, else. yeah. Like work, like everybody else, bro. We're supposed to be a team, right? Right. So fucking make it a team. Like y'all both, y'all aren't co-managers, motherfucker. There, there isn't a fucking second manager. There's just one manager back here. <laughs> I don't know. I'm bro. not gonna lie. I'm, I'm, I'm a little toxic in the sense that, um, I don't, I don't mind the lazy coworker because it, mm. it just makes me look that much better. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm but toxic in that sense. <laughs> I feel no. I feel. See, I feel that, bro. I'm the same way. It's like if I can make myself look better. If you look bad, and I can make myself look that much better. Then fuck it. I'm all for it, bro. But, but I, I'll help them out. You know, I, I wouldn't. I, it's not like I would just be like, oh, I'll, I'll be talking shit. I'll be like, hey, you know what? We got this and this to do. But I'm not gonna babysit. I'm not gonna hold. Yeah, man. Hand and be like, hey, man, can we please do it? I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna knock it out. And and then you're gonna look dumb if they come ask you, hey, you know what, what, what you got done, and you don't know what, what got done because I was the one doing it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I know what you mean. But now nah, I'm the same way, bro. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm not the same way. I just, I honestly, I don't, I don't know. Some of my lazy coworkers <laughs> gets you mad. It, no, I it get just, it. It bugs me sometimes, bro. Because I mean, sometimes yeah. the work is a lot. It's like, hey. It's like assignments, bro. Like, let's say we work in that Chuck E. Cheese, right? Remember when we used to work at Chuck E. Cheese, we had to make all these fucking pizzas? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just like if somebody wasn't doing their... Like, if we... It's five of us over here, and one of us is missing. Somebody's out here fucking around. They're just sitting in the restroom like, oh, I'm taking a shit or something. <laughs> and we're over here, like, making 30 pizzas for a fucking party, bro. I'm going to feel some type of way. Like, yeah, you gonna manager not asking for this motherfucker? How come... I don't know, man. That shit just starts to really irritate me where I ha I feel like I'm working really hard for somebody else's yeah. paycheck. I don't like that no. at all, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've, and especially in the kitchen, shout, shout out to Chuck E. Cheese, the rat hole. The rat and hole. In the kitchen, uh, I know you remember we would always be basically understaffed. It would always yeah, be, man, like it would be crazy. Two. And it would be crunch, bro. Up. And we were young. I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. I, people, I mean, I don't know. I feel like if you want to know what crunch is, go work in a Chuck E. Cheese kitchen where it's like <laughs> five real. of y'all and y'all don't got enough pizzas made for the morning and shit like that. And, or y'all got enough. Y'all fridge is full of pizzas, but it's just parties come through and they just wreck that shit. 
And it's it's like it's like a tell somebody. I mean, don't don't get us wrong. Physical labor is physical labor. It's hard, but also physical labor. You don't really have to think about what you're doing, honestly. Yeah, you can turn your brain I'm, off and just do the shit. All you put yourself on autopilot, just get yeah. the shit done. And and I'm talking. I do physical labor now, so I'm not I'm not being uh, uh, biased in any way because I know what physical labor is, so I know what I'm saying. But like you said, that that type of work when you have to deal with so many orders and people and and hey, you got this wrong and hey, you need to redo this. It's a different type of fucking labor, man. It's it's mentally and it's draining. Your physical is not getting worked out, but your brain is and your your patience is it runs thin and just a lot of shit happens at once. So it's it's hard work. It's it's very uh it's very mentally demanding. For sure, bro. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Okay, I thought I muted my mic. I'm sorry. Tell me about a time where somebody tried to fight you at work, bro, and then we'll move on. <laughs> um, okay, I got, I got two, but I, I'll, I'll say one. Uh, since we're on the Chuck E. Cheese subject, uh, I don't think you met him, but and and I kind of dropped the ball with that. I was being stupid again. We were young, being stupid, but it was this kid named. Um, can't remember his. You name. don't have to even give the name if you don't want, bro. But yeah, yeah, I probably we'll just shouldn't. redact the name. It's cool, bro. Yeah, I probably shouldn't. But uh, he, he, you know, he was working there, and um, whenever the the employees go on break, sometimes they like to order food, right? And it, and it was one of those situations that day, just like we were talking about. I was on crunch, and I was having to do something, and I was the only one in the kitchen, no Oof. manager, no nobody out there in there helping me so he orders um some food it was a little shabbat bread i think is what it was called a little sandwich oh, and shit. Um, he come yeah and you remember how you you have to stop everything to do that bit you have to go get the bread you have to go get the cheese you have to go get some chicken and the vegetables and and i just didn't have time so when he comes over i tell him hey you know how to do it. I'm kind of joking with him, but I'm being serious. I'm being passive aggressive. I'm like, hey, man, you know how to do this. Go ahead and knock it out. And he just laughs it off and leaves. Well, I completely forget about it, bro. And he comes back and he tells me again. He's like, hey, man, are you going to make my sandwich? My my break is almost up. I was like, hey, just just grab the stuff, bro. You can do it. So um, I forget how it. I think I probably tell him, like, okay, okay, I'm going to do it. And again, I completely forget about it. He comes back and he's pissed, bro. He's mad. He's like, my fucking break is done, man. You didn't make my sandwich. I want to punch you right now. And I'm like, wait, hold on. What are you talking about? He's like, I want to punch you. You didn't break. And he's almost crying too, bro. Like he's serious oh. about the sandwich. And then he asked me, he's like, if I punch you right now, are you going to punch me back? I'm like, bro, I'm not fighting over a sandwich, man. I'm my bad. I didn't do it. I do it right now, but I'm not fighting over this. I want to fight you so bad, man. I'm like, do what you want to do. If you want to punch me, go ahead and punch me. But I'm not hitting you back. It's a fucking sandwich. And uh, I kind of de-escalated that way because I'm. Uh, I was being honest. I'm not gonna fight over a sandwich. Nah, I understood that. that it's not worth mad, it. And I understood that you know I, I fucked up, but I'm not gonna fucking get into a fist fight over a sandwich. And uh, 
I think I do end up doing it. I throw it in there, and then uh, afterwards he tells me sorry. He's like, "Man, I'm sorry, man. I just got real mad. You didn't make us." I was like, "You know, I understand, bro. Don't worry about it. It's okay." But yeah, that's that's. I've been in the situation. There's one more that I've been in. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the more relevant one, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I <clears throat> um, I got into a little. It wasn't even nothing really. It was just kind of the same thing. It was at the the factory job in the freezer, but they just—I mean, I feel like they just hired anybody there. It was to be honest, it was through the staff force. So yeah, they just hired any fucking body there. Oh yeah. yeah <laughs> so, I mean, I was probably in there with some real fucking gangster ass motherfuckers, some ghetto ass motherfuckers, probably some killers. I don't know, <laughs> but man, this dude—I don't know. This dude came in there all barred out, high shit, and. I don't even know why he wanted to fight. I don't even remember why he wanted to fight me, honestly. He was just getting mad because I, like, it was the same shit. In Crunch, they're like, we can't leave. It was around Thanksgiving. So the fruit and veggies and shit are, like, triple, double. We have, like, special platters we got to fucking separate, bro. And it's it's crazy. It's hard to explain, but it's like you're taking carts and you're putting fruits with fruits and veggies with veggies and these trays with the tray, the deli with the deli and... By the end of the night, there's like thousands of carts you got to load onto a truck. Well, these dudes, it's like six, it's like, I'm going to say maybe like 16 to 20 of us in there doing the shit. But there's a couple guys, they're not like, they're just disappearing. They're just walking away. They're disappearing for two, three hours. They're coming back. And I don't know. I just, I guess I was just like, man, somebody was, the dude came back and he was just like, y'all still ain't done yet? Like, I thought we would have been done by now. Uh, and then I was just like, man, we would be done if y'all stopped leaving so much. Yeah. And then he just like, he's like, what you say? He's just like pressing me. And he's just like, I uh, bet you won't do nothing about it. And he's just trying to tag it. But I'm the same way, bro. I'm not, I'm not the type of person that's going to, I'm not looking for a fight or nothing. But yeah, I'm the same way. I'm just like, whatever, man. I'm like, I'm not looking for a fight, bro. But I'm just like, to be honest, we would just be done. If you just yeah, fucking help, bro. Like, what the fuck? You're just speaking up. I mean. But yeah, but I mean, nothing happened. We literally just both went on past our way. He just, I just was like, you're not going to do nothing either. And then that was it. That was the end of it, bro. We both just went our separate ways, but that's the type of shit, bro. I just don't, I don't like shit like that at work. The toxic bullshit. But most importantly, bro, it's the toxic people like that. I just feel like that dude was just, uh, just an asshole. But so so since, since we're on the subject of toxic people, um, how about, how about any toxic friends? How do you deal? I mean, do you think you have any toxic friends? Um, I'm going to be honest. I think I have toxic friends. I think I'm friends with people that are toxic. Yes, like currently. But there's certain type of, I don't know. I don't feel like they're toxic with me, but I can see that how they can be toxic to other people. Mm. But... I had a couple um, toxic people in my past. I'm not going to, you know, expose nobody here or give up no names, but where I feel like they use me and they just, I don't know, man. I can't even explain it. They just use <laughs> me to a point where it's just kind of frustrating. Like you just, they just run over you. You take, I don't know. It's like they take my kindness for a weakness. It's like they just, they see that I'm opening up to them. So they decide, hey, I'm going to just. If I can yeah. get a ride from this guy whenever I can, I'm going to get the ride from him. And like I say, it's hard for me to just deny people sometimes. Like, I don't want to be an asshole. Like, I want you to, if I, I don't know, if I think that you're going to look out for me the way I'm looking out for you, then I'm going to do it for you. Yeah. So, 
there's been times where I've given people rides and it's fucked me over. I end up standing in places I don't want to be for two, three hours <laughs> and, or they're like, Hey, I'll pay you back on the gas money another time. And yeah, they don't, they never fucking do that. Or they'll just be like, they'll just try to be like, Hey, I did that. Remember that time I, I gave you that money. And it's like, well, I'm not gonna sit here and fucking argue with you about it, but whatever, bro. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. You just, you just charge it to the game sometimes. Charge it to the game. But eventually it just, I mean, for me personally, I don't, I, now, they used to be me, but now I don't, like, I will know not to take toxic shit. I had um, somebody recently get in contact with me, and this person, back in my past, like, we hung out a lot. We, we had a group of friends, and we're all a part of the same group of friends, and yeah, we kind of lived in the, na- the same neighborhood, so we would link up and go to other friends' houses, and, you know, but, like, there's been situations with this this person where I've trusted them with a certain amount of money. Like I trusted them to go and get us shit like we when we were younger. And it's probably my own fault. Like this I you know, you live and you learn, but I trusted them to give me weed and I've had I've lost like a hundred dollars and shit. Fifty dollars, hundred dollars. And I don't know, man. That shit just really made rub me the the wrong way. But this person hit me up recently to hang out and it just brought up all these fucking emotions like bro i don't know i can't even explain it man it just got me so fucking flustered <laughs> yeah but i don't know man hold on you i gotta collect my thoughts how about what about you bro how do you <laughs> deal with fucking toxic people man how did like um, even just fam like I, I have a cousin bro i'm sorry i have a cousin also yeah. who i got in a fight with this dude man physical fight he used yeah. me to get a car ride. Like, I was just like, it's my cousin. He wanted me to take him around the corner to buy some weed. I did that for him. And then he's like, in the way back to the house, he's asking me to take him somewhere else. And I'm like, dude, no. Like, I got to get way back across town. I'm way in fucking Alvin. I live in far as fuck, like, kind of in Dickinson. So I'm like, bro, I just want to get back home right now. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, dude. You can, you know, you can ask somebody else at the house to take you wherever you need to go. And he just started berating me. He's like telling me, don't ever ask me for shit again in your life. Or, oh, wow. And when you need this, um, don't come to me. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just sitting there like, when have I ever done that before? Like, I've never asked you for anything. You're not the person I would even come to to ask nothing. Because to be honest, you don't have nothing, bro, that I need. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. And he just berating me. He's like, oh, so you think you're better than me? You ain't shit. And in the middle of me driving, this dude just hits me in my face. Wow. And I'm just like, fuck. I'm just like, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. And he's like screaming. He's like a child right now. He's like screaming in my face. I'm like just trying he's, to drive. He's, he was throwing a fit. Yeah, throwing a fit. He's just screaming in my face. He's like, you ain't shit. You ain't going to do nothing. You a bitch. And I'm wow. telling him, I'm like, I just stopped the car. I'm like, get out. And he's like, no, I'm not getting out till you take me home. I'm not getting out till you take me home. So I drove down the street and I finally was like, dude, get the fuck out of here. And yeah. then he's just like, nah, I ain't, you ain't going to make me do shit. So I literally had to get out of the car. We got an altercation because I put, I like, I don't know. I just, he just ticked me off. So I pulled him out the car and we just start fighting. And, but I don't know. From what I was told, my parents were like, or my dad and my aunt, they were like, he came in the house crying saying that you and your fiance jumped him. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, dude, what the fuck? No. But that to me, that's a toxic person, bro. And he, this cousin has recently tried to hit me up and, you know. Wow. He tried to hit me up and tell me, like, hey, man, I care about you. And then, I mean, I guess it is a little family. It's stupid shit, little family shit. But yeah. I don't know. People like that for me, bro, it's 
I don't know. It's hard for me to go back on that. It's like, bro, I can't trust you. You try, you kind of disrespected me in front of my fucking fiance, bro. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's hard for me to go back on that. And he's like telling me, like, remember, I always love you, cousin, and we, we, you know, we got to live through this life together and shit like that. And it's like, bro, um, I still, I don't know. I, I it's hard for me to. I feel like I'm a not a vengeful person, but I hold on to. I kind of hold on to grudges, uh, man. You grudge. Um, yes. Here's the here's the thing. Uh, I feel like, in my opinion, um, a lot of people say, you know, you gotta forgive and forget, and I I, I understand that, and I, I you know I believe it. Um, I think you can forgive a person, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna go back to them and be the same way it was before. Yeah, have that same relationship. You can forgive somebody, like. You know, I've I've I forgive my ex. You know, for whatever that she did, I'm not saying that she did anything, but I, I forgive it in the sense that I'm not gonna hold nothing back, or I'm not gonna hold anything against her. Um, that does not mean that I'm willing to go into a relationship with her again, because the shit's broken. When something's broken, it's very hard to fix. You know, it, it'll take time. You know, I'm not closing myself off to the possibility, but at the same time, if if I do go back, things obviously have to be different or you risk everything just going to shit again. So, I mean, yeah, forgive and forget. That doesn't mean, you know, go be cool with that person again. You don't have to be here. You, you probably shouldn't. You know, yeah, it, it, when something like that happens, I think it's safer for both to go their own ways, recognize, you know, the the mistakes that were made, and just move on, you know? There's plenty of 7 billion people on this earth, man. I mean, I know family's family, but f- family is sometimes the first ones that fuck you over, no matter what, you know? Uh, yeah, this is of, true, bro. Or they just take advantage. They're the ones that will take advantage of you over yeah. your, you know, before one of your close friends will, I feel like. But that's just yeah. some personal shit, I guess. That's just me personally. Like me personally with family, I feel like my family is a little toxic. Like every fucking holiday, there's some fucking <laughs> drama bullshit that's going on. And it's oh, like, yeah. that's that's why me personally, I don't like the holidays. I don't like to get together with my family for the holidays. And no offense to y'all if y'all are listening to this. or And I'm not even going to specifics. I'm not going to give specifics on which side of the family, but. <laughs> it's no offense to anybody. I love all of them individually, but when we get together, it sometimes it is some bullshit. Yeah, but, I mean a, a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the uh, toxicity that was in my life too was was my family because I'm I I don't have that many friends. I could probably only count uh, my friends in one hand are the ones that I consider close. Obviously, you being one of them, and um, a lot of the to- the toxicity that I dealt with was uh with my family too I like I have a cousin too that I just feel like he just did everything wrong uh besides what he was saying you know he was portraying himself to be a certain type of way and then his true colors really came out and it just kind of made made it look like okay you're just looking out for yourself and then you start questioning like you know all the years all the history that you have with that person and you're like maybe you were just looking out for yourself from the fucking beginning and all the shit that we went through 
or that you told me were lies and you were just manipulating everything just to make yourself look uh look like a better person right and, um that type that type of shit hurts but it it really doesn't hurt especially when it's almost expected you know I, a lot of the times i expect cause that's how that's how distrustful i am that i always expect somebody uh, to fuck up or what kind of in a way yeah. I'm, I'm i'm always like the optimist where where i'm like you know i don't i don't see this going a good i mean not an optimist i'm a pessimist where i'm like i don't see this going a good way in my in my relationship i had last that's exactly how it started becoming because i feel like when shit just starts fucking up it, it, it's kind of like a snowball effect and and you know, I'm not going to say it was anybody's fault. I mean, I'll go as far as to say that it was most likely it was my fault. But that's why I had to, um, you know, remove myself from that so that it just doesn't keep growing into anything worse. Because, uh, I mean, toxicity, it it doesn't it doesn't go away. It, it if you if you're around somebody that's toxic, it just kind of builds, and then it makes you toxic it latches on to you yeah it just kind of it just kind of starts fucking doubling up on itself and it creates a whole situation and that's why you see a lot of sometimes in relationships things go wrong and it get and it goes to the extreme to where like you know one partner is killing the other just something horrible is happening because of that fucking toxicity because the one person didn't decide to just fucking move away from it. Cause I'm not gonna lie, it hurts. It hurts to try to move away from it. I think that's like a side effect of the toxicity that it, it just it feels so painful that you just don't want to leave. You just want to be stuck there in the mud instead of getting up and washing yourself off and trying to move on. You just get like used. I think it's called the. Um, I don't know what it's called, but it, it, there's an effect on that where you you get used to the abuse so much that it becomes a norm, and you just you just stay there and take it. It's it's a psychological thing, but uh, I mean, yeah, to, I mean, to, toxicity exists. At this point, it almost feels like it's natural, like it kind of has to exist. But obviously, too much of anything is bad but i don't feel like people i don't feel like we don't have to be toxic to each other as oh people. no no like you can but we I, can just i don't know we don't I have think, to like be manipulative and snaky and oh yeah that's, i'm gonna go behind your back and do this shit and i don't know that's that's when it's extreme but i mean in the sense that there's always gonna be uh a discord between two people in a relationship nobody has a perfect relationship oh there's always not. a certain level of toxicity in the relationship but a good relationship you're able to move on from that mm -hmm. you're able to literally diffuse the situation and move on and don't let it get to just the worst of what it fucking is man yeah but um yeah i mean it's a it's a, a very again a complex topic and um it, it there's a lot of facets and just a lot of a lot of things about it i mean mental health comes into play and 
your uh, your upbringing comes into play, and even the culture comes into play. I mean, some cultures, the relationships are just very, very well. In our eyes, it just doesn't seem right, but in the culture, it's it's just it is what it is, you know. Like those normalized, uh, like those those child brides. A lot of you know, we we look at it as such a wrong thing, but unfortunately, there's cultures where that's just how it is. They Man. force they force the girls at at a young age to go get married, and it sucks. But sometimes it's just a damn culture. Fuck, I mean that. Yeah, that is trash, honestly. But I don't know, man. Toxic, toxic people, man. It just some people <laughs> just don't. They just don't change. Some people just don't know how to assess this. Like I can tell sometimes when when I'm being toxic or if I'm being toxic, I can just kind of being like, well, this is, I don't feel like I should be, I don't know. It's just like, uh, I can't explain it, man. It's so hard to explain. <laughs> it's a hard topic. It's a hard topic, man. Cause like I said, I feel like I'm, I'm toxic sometimes. And I know I've hang around people that are toxic. I've had <laughs> friends that I'm friends with. And I used to me and my buddy, we used to go back and forth and we would just sit there and berate each other and curse each other out and be like, fuck you, fuck you. And I'm better than you at this. <laughs> and we would do that. And one day we just looked at each other and was like, bro, why the fuck are we just talking shit to each other? This is stupid. Like we're supposed <laughs> to be friends, right? Yeah. And from that point on, bro, we've had like, He's one of my best friends. Like, I'm not, I don't know. I just would never, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like we could say anything to each other, but it wouldn't hurt each other at this point. But I don't know, man. It's hard. But there's certain people, man. Like, I'm going to just go ahead and say it. Certain people just don't know when to quit. Certain people just don't get when you don't, you know, you don't want to, you don't want a friendship with them, man. When, like, it's hard to, like, I don't know. Like, maybe I should be more blunt with people and just be like, go fuck yourself, but at the same time, I don't want to be that blunt with people and just tell them to, I don't want to be that rude, that's it. Yeah. But some people don't get it. Like, I feel like some people need that. Some people need you to just straight up say, hey man, like, I don't fuck with you like that. And I'm sorry. <laughs> fuck off. It's not, it, and it's honestly, it's all the time, it's not even that person. It's just me personally. Like, I just don't, I'm not in high school. Like, in high school, I cared about friendships and, you yeah. know, having all these people around me but the older i got the more i'm just like i don't the know smaller, not, yeah the smaller, smaller my circle, circle got of course of course but at the same time like i feel like I, I used to feel like i needed validation from friends or i feel like if i had more people to just you know i could just text this person at any time everything would be okay but sometimes having that many people in your circle is not good because you can have so oh, many no. snakes man that's oh all. yeah People that just like it's going back to the using thing. I used to have a buddy that just would hit me up just because they wanted to smoke. Yeah, and they knew I had weed, so they would just hit me up and and I I was dumb, I wasn't smart enough to fucking realize that, bro. They, I, yeah. they would just use me. I would buy an eighth, and they'd be like, "Oh, you got some bud? Yeah, come over." And they would be like, "I got some too." And then I would get there, and it's not that much weed. It's just like enough for a bowl. And I'm over here rolling multiple multiple blunts and shit, and all my we smoke up all my weed. And I don't know, man. It's just stupid shit like that, man. It was. It's not till later where I'm like, man, that motherfucker was using me to yeah. just smoke my shit. Oh yeah. But maybe that's the way. Maybe that's why I'm so antisocial now. It's like, man, I just don't trust a lot of motherfuckers. 
do you think um i you had you had kind of mentioned this uh when we were we were talking off mic the other day mm-hmm. and um i don't know it might it might be a little a tricky question but uh let's just see how it goes but do you you think that because the school the high school that we went to um it, it really wasn't i mean it, it was a diverse group but it was a lot of a lot of mixed it was a lot of mixed people there actually like as in their their cultural background their nationalities mm-hmm. um and there weren't that many black people do you think do you feel like sometimes you were looked as like the token oh like a token guy? black guy um yeah a lot of times yeah honestly did it, yeah. would, it would it make you feel weird or what, what would you would it make me feel weird because i was like the only black person in my circle that's what you're saying yeah like like nah, maybe... honestly that's because i i mean i'm gonna just be honest i honestly never had that many i never it's, it, when i lived in the like my my dad's neighborhood like when i used to live in by mlk and shit yes i like everybody i was around they were mostly black people i had think yeah. i had one hispanic dude go to my school literally <laughs> one fucking hispanic dude in elementary and uh, middle school but i don't know man i honestly i never i just didn't care bro i just i don't know that didn't bother me a lot honestly no yeah. i'm not it never bothered me that i was Cause I I hung around a lot of Hispanic people. I'm not gonna front. Like most of my people, most of my friends were Hispanic. Yeah, but there's a, a good amount of Hispanics in this. School. Yeah, I was just I guess because also I don't know. Just in my school, I don't know. It's just weird, man. Moving from where I went to school at, and it's just full of like it was ghetto. I'm not gonna lie, my school was ghetto. <laughs> Motherfuckers was fighting every day. Niggas would get jumped every day after school. Like shit was kind of scary, but. I don't know. I just kind of just, I was a very shy person at my school. So I didn't even like in elementary, middle school, I didn't have that many friends to begin with, but it was, yeah. it wasn't until I went, I moved to like the Sage Mount neighborhood. And then yeah. I went to Thompson and you're like my first fucking friend over there, bro. So <laughs> The first thing we talked about, I believe was RuneScape. Fucking RuneScape, man. Yep. Um, I, I, I kind of, it was kind of the opposite for me a little bit. In a way, cause uh, I I was going to school over here in Second Ward, and that's just nothing but fucking Mexicans right there. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> like what you said where where you were at. It was nothing but black people over here. It was just nothing but Mexican. And I do remember like maybe one or two black guys, and then one or two or three white white kids. And um, I, I was getting along. You know, I was I was pretty cool. Everybody kind of knew me. I was just a class clown, really. Honestly, and to tell you the truth, I might have probably been going in the wrong path because I I got I was part of a little gang there to the point where all the other little gang and that was just little middle school shit. This this wasn't no heavy shit, but the the thing is that this, it's like a gateway. Mm-hmm. It starts off that way and it can actually develop into something else. So we had a little gang going on, and I remember there was these kids that were talking about our gang and I was sitting at the table and he's telling them like, uh, he's telling the other guy they're whispering, but I'm listening to him. He's like, yeah, he's part of that gang. He's like, well, what are they ripping? And, uh, you know, they, they kind of start talking about it. So I, I tell my homeboys like, Hey, we got to watch out for these dudes. Cause they, they over here kind of on the low 
saying some stuff. Sliding so, and shit. Event, you know, immediately that type of shit puts you on survival mode. You know, uh, especially when you're growing up in a rough area. Like, I'm pretty sure with you, when you were seeing all those things, it just it fucking knocks you into that fucking survival. Yeah, man. The survival mode. And um, I, I might have been. I'm not going to say I was, you know, I was in, I was a smart kid, but sometimes your, your, um, your environment uh, forces you to become something that, you know, that you shouldn't be, you know, because I, I never would have wanted to be in the gang life because I've seen the damage that it does and I've seen what all can happen that comes along with that. But sometimes you're put in those situations where you kind of do have to run that life. And uh, luckily, we moved out of there. And it's not that I was getting into any trouble. We just moved because my mom ended up buying a house. And as again, like you said, we go to Thompson and I become the opposite when I go there. If over there I was a class clown, over here I was just quiet, bro. It was like a shock to my to my to my system. Why do you and, think uh, that is, though? Because you just you just like new environment no or what? It's just like I'm new environment and I don't really know nobody. Yeah, I just didn't respond well to it, man. I just felt like I had it so good over there. I had, you know, I had some friends and uh, everybody knew who I was. And then I go to the school and it's like I guess the pressure of me. Uh, rebuilding that reputation and shit yeah i just couldn't do it because i I mean it's night and day bro if 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 you would have known me whenever i was in that school bro i was talking back to the i was getting in trouble man i was Um, talk back to i had a teacher that hated me bro like bad and i'll talk shit to him (laughs) it seemed like you would have fit in at that other school when we went to thompson bro you would have (laughs) fit in with the fucking every class we had there because Every class we had was fucking <laughs> wild. They were just exactly. like, they were making teachers cry. Motherfuckers were yeah. fighting in every class. Teachers was going on strike because of us and shit. Yeah, no, and I feel like it seemed like I would have, but it just it just shut me, like it shut me down, bro. Like I just couldn't, couldn't handle it. And it literally just calmed me. It calmed me down. Would you think I, it's because I mean, it was a different environment completely? Like you're just like, damn, this is like, it's not as many Hispanic kids as I, I, you know, I'm used to. Yeah, no, I was, I was, I was definitely scared, not of the people, just of the pressure of being, uh, I guess, being cool. You know, a lot of the times as a kid, you want to be cool. So I think maybe at first I wanted to seem like the quiet, uh, cool kid, but I probably carried it on for too long. And it just kind of, you know, it just got lost in translation. And I was just like, well, this is what I'm going to be. You know, I was trying to be <laughs> a mysterious. Right. But it just, it just mysterious cool guy. Yeah, it just kind of backfired on me because <laughs> I, w- I wasn't cool. You know, this is what I didn't realize. I mean, I was, but in a friendly way. Like all the people I was cool with in middle school, I was cool with them because of how friendly I was. Oh, you're cool you know? as fuck. Because yeah. I'm gonna just say this, bro. You fucking. I remember you. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm having the Mandela effect. But I remember you missing school for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I did. But still passing that year, nigga. And I had to go <laughs> to summer school. And I went to school every fucking day. I had to do this stupid ass rice of passing shit. I'm, I missed it for like two weeks, bro. <laughs> I came back. 
and I, I think I, the story I told everybody. Well, they told me to say this, and I went, I went back to Salvador for a little bit because it was an emergency. But I was just skipping, and the only reason I was skipping was because it was this game that I really liked, and I didn't want to stop playing. And because of because of how how um, how weird it felt being there, you know. Because uh, if I remember right, we weren't. I mean, we we were talking, but we weren't that cool yet. So like, I just I just felt like you know, like man, like I don't really like this school. But then I think after that is kind of when I we started talking a little bit more, and I you know I was, we were. We, 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 um, there was a couple other people too. It wasn't just me and you that would talk. I think it was that gym class that we were in. We would talk to the other guys there too. But, you know, it was just me and you that hit it off mostly versus everybody else. I think, and I think that's only because we had like every class together, dude. We literally yeah, had we a did. whole schedule besides like the last period of the day. And those classes were crazy. Yeah, every and single class was just wild, around. dude. Every class, there was wild there. And then we would be in other classes, like, yeah, they this other class made that teacher cry. And I'm just over here, bro, like, hey, they're talking about <laughs> our, our class. class. <laughs> yeah. It was so, it, it really was so cool to experience that because it was just, I, I mean, I was like, again, I was usually the one being like that. Um, and, and the other, but I, I, I saw it like at a different perspective, I guess. I just saw. The damage. I was literally. I would make. I made. One uh, white school. How just how rude oh. I was. I would just say some stupid <laughs> shit, and uh, they, she just, you know, she just got really over it, and she wanted to talk to my mom, and my mom never gave a fuck, bro. Like she wouldn't. She wouldn't even want to talk to the teacher. She would get mad at me. But that's it. That's all she would leave it at. Like, man, you need to stop. You know, you need to be quiet. You need to, you need to calm down. You know, I'll get the the whoopings. But she never wanted to talk to the teachers because she just didn't want to hear it from them. Damn. But, but yeah, I mean, I, again, I was doing the same shit. But this shit just mm -hmm. kind of, it just kind of, it just kind of calmed me down. New place, I guess, and just kind of being scared. Um, I remember the first we moved to that neighborhood um in the uh in the summer so there was no school yet mm -hmm. uh, and one of the first things i did you know when, when you're used to you're used to growing up and i guess in the hood or you're used to growing up in those situations you you what you're used to most of the time whenever we we're growing up you're used to going outside and just walking around, and I used to do that shit a lot back over here in in uh, Second Ward, Magnolia Park is actually where I grew up, um, East End, and um, I'm, I I was used to just fucking walking everywhere, and I didn't give a fuck. I mean, maybe I shouldn't have, but you know, I was just walking around, seeing whatever, and uh, I remember I did that when we moved to the neighborhood. I did that the first day. This is what surprises me because I think about those things. And how social I really did used to be, because I went walking around with the basketball in my hand, and then these white, these random white kids in some weird street, bro. I got lost for like an hour, or two hours. I didn't know where I was. I was just walking around neighborhoods, and um, 
these random white kids like start like kind of screaming at me. I guess they were trying to be tough or something. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go over there. I'm gonna see what they're saying. So I go over there. Two of them run in the house. Like they literally get scared for some reason. <laughs> but then when I show up, the the guy that was like scared, he was trying to he was trying to say some bullshit far away. But then I guess again they saw me coming. And it's not that I was scaring it, they just weren't expecting it, I guess. And um uh as soon as I show up, the guy's like, Oh, you wanna play some basketball, man? Which is <laughs> real cool. And I started playing basketball with him. And uh, the two kids end up coming out again and they're all happy and shit. Like, oh, he plays basketball. I was like, yeah, the fuck it up. <laughs> and we just start playing and I hit it off with him. And I, I go back home and like I think about it now, like, man, I can't believe I was that young. I was I was actually social. Cause that's something I would never do now, bro. I I, I don't approach anybody anymore. It's just crazy how one little thing can really just change like your whole perspective for real because i'm telling you bro i was social bro. like i was i, I would talk to everyone just randomly at that other school we would i would just go up to anybody even the girls i would just go up to them and just say some bullshit it was just <laughs> that confidence you know said, I, I was never some bullshit. yeah i was never a good looking guy but it was just it's just that confidence and it's not even that i was worried about being good looking or not but you know, I just, I, it was just a fucking confidence that I just don't know where it went. Like, I really, I really don't know what the fuck happened, but I'm, I'm not worried about it. I, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it settled me down a lot instead of what maybe I would have been. I would have been a little troublemaker, just getting into some trouble. I always define authority. And it's just something that, it's not i mean as a kid yeah it's cool but as an adult this shit just kind of plays out for sure man i was gonna ask you uh well i was gonna give you an option but it's up to you either you can answer this or we gonna close it out but (laughs) do you think can kids be toxic um damn that's a that's a that's a tough one. I think so. I think there are kids that are that are toxic, but not from their own. Uh, well, maybe some from their own being, but I, mostly I think it's from their again from parent? their environment. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, the environment, not just the parent. I got you. Because they're spoiled kids, and spoiled kids are very toxic. For sure. Okay, that that would make sense. Yes. Anytime the kids that won't take no for an answer. Yeah, I just want to man sit down somewhere. But you know that's me. But yeah, I feel like yeah, it definitely can be some toxic kids. But yeah, I I thought I was. I don't know. I thought you were going. (laughs) I honestly thought you wasn't want. You didn't want to answer that question, but but yeah, man. (laughs) Nah, bro. I, I just want to. Know. I was gonna ask you that, or if the, you think there's, um, I mean, of course, teachers. I used to have a toxic ass teacher. She would literally, <laughs> yeah. she would, Miss, um, our math teacher, bro, fucker was toxic, bro. <laughs> oh He's, yeah, that dude. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was toxic as fuck. I'm gonna just say, Mr. P. I ain't gonna expose him, but Mr. P was fucking toxic. This motherfucker. He said, I'm not. He, he go on strike. <laughs> he said, I'm gonna go on strike. I'm not gonna talk to y'all. 
He's like, I'm not gonna teach y'all nothing. And he would just like he would give us homework, like of these big ass packages, right? And he would just walk and just like see if it's just complete or not. He would just look through the pages and like you could just write anything. You just write eight on everything. He'd just be like, yeah, check. check that spoiled me check. so much, bro. That's because I would literally be like, fuck, I didn't do it. And in those little five minutes, everybody's getting ready. I would write the stupidest shit, bro. And you just get a hundred because I yep. would see if. There was any work done, and if there was an answer circle, and that's it. And they would just, just give you a hundred. That spoiled me, bro. That was bad. Oh, that's, that's why I'm so shocked that I don't know. I mean, I guess it was just easy shit, but I'm, I'm just shocked that so many people fucking passed that shit. Maybe they're just like, yeah, we know your teacher was full of shit, so <laughs> we'll just that's see probably, you to the next grade. Yeah, that's probably why I passed it, because it was just like, man, these fucking teachers are quitting left and right. Bro, bro. we had like eight. We had like, I'm not going to say eight. Maybe that's exaggerated, but I swear we had four different math teachers in one year. Yeah, yeah, no, we did. Like four, yeah. It was It was insane, man. And they tried everything. They brought in a tough teacher one time. I remember <laughs> it, was, it was like two, and they were they were put in two teachers because of us. They put in two teachers in those classes. You remember? And uh, that some day that was like we had the same yes, Miss Bailey at the <laughs> fucking little yeah. thing and shit. She she was a, she was alright. I think what helped her is that she was pretty. She was pretty. She wasn't ugly, so that kind of helped her. Yep. Calm Everybody had like a little crush on her. Cause she had a big old, a big old donkey. She did, yeah, I remember. Yeah. So that kind of helped her out. You know, the kids were just like, "Yes, Miss Bailey." But, but um, man, I had another teacher though at Dobie. Name, I well, she was an older, older black lady, bro. But she would always, always, oh, I remember her. All fucking ways. She was a science teacher. Damn, yes, and she yeah. would always call my fucking parents' house, bro. For no reason it. either. She would think I was doing some shit and nothing, bro. It would be like, I'll just check my phone to see what time it is, literally. I wouldn't text her <laughs> nothing. Just boom, check my phone. What time is it? And she'd be like, hey, bring your phone up here. I'm calling parents at the school. And it's like, what the fuck? She literally told me one day to, she said, you got your phone on you? And she told me to take it out of my pocket and she called my parents from my fucking phone. Like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah, she, she hated me too. She, I remember I brought in, um, and she had no reason to do this, bro, really, like for real. But I, I had a, uh, my mom had bought me some Jordans for the first time ever. And I was really, you know, I was feeling happy. And then I guess, I don't know if she bought it or there was a special, it was like a promotion thing. But I got the little drawstring bag that came along with it, with the Jordan. Uh-huh. So I had I had the matching the the bag with the matching shoes and I was feeling cool and I was feeling all right and I don't know why she sees it and she's like you can't have that here now like, what do you mean I have all my stuff in there no you need a real backpack you're gonna have to give me that I was like what and I tried to fight her about it but she was you know she was talking about I'm gonna tell the principal and this and that and so I just ended up giving it to her because she said she was gonna give it to me at the end of class and she didn't give it to me at the end of class bro. She no, she got it to her grandson or some bullshit, man. No, well, she, she ended up, oh, I think it did get lost, bro. Maybe, yeah. I can't remember. She if probably kept it, though. Yeah, it's a Jordan drawstring bag. Yeah. And bro, it was hot, you know, it was hot back shit. then. It was, yeah. it, was, it was cool. So, yeah, yeah, if I remember now right, I never got it back, actually. Some but bullshit. Like, and, yeah, and it was that same teacher. 
So yeah, she was she was she was weird. She was a trip. She kind of seemed like the teacher also that uh would probably do something with a kid too, because it, it almost seemed like she would pick on and I'm not saying she had any crush on me, but I noticed it with another student. Bro, I feel like she would just pick on me in class. I swear she would just call me out for no reason. Yeah. I wouldn't I was like quiet as fuck. I had no friends, I wouldn't talk to nobody. <laughs> and the first thing I just asked somebody, hey, you got a pencil? And she just called me, like called my name out loud. Hey, it's like bitch. <laughs> Yeah, she was like that. Uh, no, I mean, if, if, I'm I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, uh, cause I I dropped out of high school, and uh, the the last year, my uh, what is it, the junior? Year? No, yeah, it's the junior, right, right before going to senior. Yeah, junior senior. The the junior year was just such a, it was such an exhausting year for me. Um. I don't know why I was just being emotional. I was being very emotional and just everything, my emotions and everything was getting ahead of me. Um, and uh, the next year, again, shit changes up. You get used to, I get used to like having some friends and then the next year shit changes up again. And I started missing class and I wasn't seeing the people that I knew. And I just, I just gave up and I, I just stopped going. And then my mom kind of gave up too. And then I was working already and um, my mom kind of gave up too. And she just, uh, she's just looking at like, she, she gets some mail in the letter and she's getting charged 500 because I'm, I'm being tardy. That's when they first started that. And uh, she they charged her 500. Yeah. Remember For tardy or because you were, um, or because I was I was missing and I was skipping Absent. school. Right, right, yeah. right. And um, we go to the court and I just look at the judge and my mom's like real mad, bro. You know she don't want to pay no fucking five hundred. And I just look at the judge or whoever it was. I, I think it was a judge. And um, I'm like, you know, what if what if I drop out? Does that does that cancel out the you know the five hundred? And I I I low key expected him to say no. But he actually said, yeah. He's like, yeah, that's right. And he was like, is that what you want to do? I'm like, yeah, I think I am. And these motherfuckers did not. <laughs> they did not. Like, you would think they'd be like, hey, young, young kid, don't don't drop out of school, man. You got to finish. Hell no. These Nobody hit that gavel said, okay, case closed. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> they said, okay. They said, we're going to give you this paperwork. You go to school. You tell them you drop out. You bring it back. And, and your mom doesn't have to pay. And, you know, I was like, okay, that's cool. We get in the car. And now I'm thinking my mom is going to be like, don't drop out of school. You know, no, you have to finish. And and she didn't she didn't tell me that. So it almost seemed like everything was, was lining me up to drop out of school, bro. Nobody put up a fight of me dropping out of school. Nobody. So I was just like, fuck it. You know, I'm done. I was done with it anyway, bro. Like, I really just did not want to be there anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's bullshit right. to be honest, bro. The yeah, piece of paper is. is bullshit. I'm gonna be. I mean, to just that's just my opinion. I mean, y'all can call me stupid. You can be like whatever. But I was the same way, bro. My junior year, I just I was fucking up, man. I skipped a lot of school. Skipped a <laughs> lot of school, and I failed. I fucked up my junior year. Fucked yeah. the shit out of that shit. But I ended up going to. I ended up getting homeschool because it was the same shit. It was either I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna be behind. 
uh, and struggle, or I could just play catch up. But I just ended up going to some place where I can get credits and just mm. do the work from home. Oh, I didn't know that either. So you you didn't finish at the school? I didn't graduate at Dopey, no. Oh, okay. What's fucked? Up? I always put I always put that I did graduate, and because I don't give a fuck, I always just put yeah, I graduated because I don't fucking go into the fucking details. I got my GED at this and this place. I just put right. Yeah, I graduated. J. Frank Dober. Let's go. But like, yeah, I, I mean, I, like, I didn't know you had you hadn't finished it up. Oh, well, I mean, you did finish it, but just not there. Yeah, I mean, I grabbed my diploma and all that shit, but it was just, like I said, it was my sophomore, or no, my senior year, I just didn't go to school at all. I was just at home babysitting my brothers and, yeah, playing fucking video games. <laughs> I wanted to get a job, but my parents was, I mean, at that time, they were kind of against that. They are like, you need to, nobody's going to be able to watch your brothers. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, man. <laughs> my, no, my mom was pushing for me to get a job, bro. She always pushed uh she she's one of the she's one of the toxic ones too. I'm sorry, mom. I mean, she don't listen. To my sister does though, but she was she was a little toxic uh, to me growing up, and I don't blame her for it. But it it really did shape shape me up a lot. She would always push for me, and she would always put that pressure of me of of me being a man. And uh, like, yeah, I get it, I understand it, but you can't. You can't put that pressure on a on a on a boy, not like that. You know what I mean? Right. I know no, we, definitely. We talked about this in the other podcast where I said, "Yeah, you should." You know, we should kind of be like that. But again, I think I said it even back then. It, um, there's just ways to do it, and uh, when you go too hard, like like she would, like she wanted me to be a man, and I'm like. How am I, you know, I, I don't even know what it takes to be a man. And her as a woman, she doesn't know what it takes to be a man. I mean, the only one that can teach you to be a man is a, it's a, it's another man, right. not just any man, like an actual man that's that's on his shit and he does what he needs to do. Right. You know? So even then, it's tricky. But she would she would always push me to work and always. Uh, you know, tell me to do this and do that, and it just—I I, honestly—I got tired of it, and I left. I left living with her when I was sixteen, actually. Oh, bro, that's crazy. See, I didn't—I don't think I left the nest until I was probably—I think I was twenty-one, actually. But by that time, I should have probably been out. But at the same time, I feel like I was the same way. I feel like my parents were—well, not my parents, but it's just my dad. And I love my dad to death, but he, him and his wife at the time, at that time, they talked me out of going from going to college from what the fuck I wanted to do. At the time I had wanted to go to college to just get, just do some music engineer shit. Cause I was mm. like, I just like to produce and make beats. And I just, I mean like music, everybody loves fucking music, but I just yeah, like, yeah. I wanted to go the extra mile and just try to just create some fucking songs and shit. But, or just learn, just learn anything I could about music. Cause that, I was very entry level at that point. Yeah. And I wanted to go for just music engineering, and there were. I remember my dad's wife at the time. She was just like, "There ain't no career in that, and oh. you, that won't get you nowhere. And you need to get something that's gonna wow. be for sure, for sure." And I was, bro, I had already went. I was doing. I did SATs. I had applied for classes, and it was like that. When I told them, I when I told them I, what I applied for, they were just putting me down about my shit, and I was like, "Fuck." Well. Then I just felt I just felt like all my confidence went away. I was like, I don't want to do this no more. Like, what's the point yeah. of going? I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna be going for. And 
they got in my head like, well, that's not going to do nothing for me. So I just ended up not going to college. Now, it yeah. wasn't even like a big college. It was just like fucking, it was like San Jack. I was just going to go to San Jack and just do basic shit and get what I needed to get from there. But no, just, something, something though, no, bro. Something, right, for something. sure. But that definitely did discourage me from doing that. Yeah. And I never, honestly, just never looked back. I was just, from that point, I was just like, yeah, if you know it, fuck college. It's not for <laughs> me. Yeah, the same, almost the same thing happened to me, too, where my mom kind of discouraged me. And I didn't want to put her through it because she, you know, being uh, from a low-income family, um, she, you know, it's, it's just a debt that's put on them, I guess. I mean, I didn't really understand how college worked, but I just looked at it as because I, I saw it in her face that she didn't want me to do it. It was just like kind of like, like she just she took me and everything to go talk to him and but I just seen her in a weird way where it was just kind of like she just didn't maybe she didn't think again like you said like your 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 stepmom told you she just probably felt like there was no career in it because I wanted to do the the uh, video game designer or the I forget I forget what it was called but like a graphic designer type of deal. Um, making i had a, i had a portfolio and everything ready for it my art teacher in dobie was the one that put me on it because she was like man you draw real good you need to start building a portfolio you need to go to this school and you should be this and uh, that's how i got the idea but my mom was kind of like no so i i didn't end up following through with it also because you know i guess there was a lot of money and just all kinds of stuff and like you said it just kind of discouraged me but um i feel like this is why it's important to um to encourage uh the kids encourage your kids to do what they want to do yes that that type of thing like we never know i don't regret anything but at the same time i never know or like what's your situation too Never know how successful we might have been able to become if we've been through something like that. You know, if we went to college and established it a little bit, especially at that young. Yeah, uh, right out of high school. Like, I was really going to just jump right into college like everybody else. Yeah. So, I mean, just imagine how much you would have learned, even if if it was just a little sand jack, but you can just imagine how much you would have learned and at the very least the the ba- the not the basics but like the professionalism and all that aspect of it uh, you know the same with me i i just imagine how much i would have learned but i i'm always a believer in uh, everything happens for a reason so maybe it just it's just not that it wasn't meant to be but life wanted to take me into a different path i mean it feels fucked up sometimes, but uh, life is is not fair sometimes. So, I mean, I'm just hoping this is this is the right path for me or for us, and uh, maybe we'll see success in other ways that are probably more beneficial for us than something else. For sure, bro. I think but, that was yeah. a I think that was a really good talk, bro. Yeah, episode 12, we're coming with that heat. Hell yeah, episode 12. Um, Yeah, I guess 
it's, it's probably time to wrap it up. Yes, sir. Appreciate everybody tuning in. All three of y'all, all four of y'all. Now we get we have like ten, right? I think we have like a consistent. 10. Yeah, I feel like there's a consistent ten people listening. And shout out to every single one of y'all, man. Y'all yeah. ain't even gotta say nothing no more. I don't even care. But as long <laughs> as y'all come back and listen, that's cool, man. Well, I mean, if again, if y'all do want to say something, just hit us up. Let us know. Yeah, I'm joking. I would love to hear y'all say something. Somebody say something. <laughs> somebody say something, man. Uh. I know, I know you, you, you talked to one of your homies, but again, uh, much appreciation to him. Oh, yeah. Shout out to um, Sebastian. Shout out to you, bro. We, I appreciate all the love, you know. You be messaging me, telling me you be enjoying, you be laughing at the, the dumbass <laughs> Godzilla Royce and shit. <laughs> Godzilla. That was probably yeah. a really bad one because I haven't heard it recently, but yeah, bro, <laughs> we appreciate you, bro. We pre- and anybody, all y'all listening, bro, we appreciate it. And like I told Curly, we're going to keep delivering, man. It's going to get better. Eventually, we're going to get somebody on here to interview. And oh, yeah. yeah, man. We're going to just keep grinding. We're going to keep grinding. And I'm just, we're going to be better by interacting. I'm, I'm going to try, I'm really going to try to get a stream. I just want to play something. Inst- I feel like I'm not playing nothing interesting right now, but oh, yeah. Maybe if I just stream constantly, I'll just put the link up on Facebook and Twitter and y'all can just come and watch me bullshit around on something or come bullshit with me if y'all playing something. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, yeah. Um, episode 12, State of Obscurity, we're signing out. Peace, y'all. Peace out, everybody.